Dear friends and family in Christ, today I hope to bring you another message in your life that will be a blessing to your greatest possession, which is your own soul. Amen. Have the worship folder open to the Bible text. It's from the second letter of John. It's on page 7. And if you didn't get it, we will have a time in the service where we'll read it from the screen. But I'll at times refer back to it as it's written and uh, just have it open. So you see these three characters on the screen. It's the, it, they come from the old Disney animated film, The Jungle Book. Uh, I know there's been a new one, but I'm sorry. As a family raising our boys, I watched this 10,000 more times than I wanted to as we played it over and over again in our house. And I want to use these pictures because this, when I think of Jungle Book, this is the, the film that I think about. And I just real quickly want to ask the question, in the movie and in life, what do those three have in common? The tiger is named Shere Khan. The monkey in the middle is King Louis. Remember him? And then what's the snake's name? Ka, right? Well, what they have in common is in the story of the Jungle Book, all three of them are after the main character who is, you can go to that slide, a little Indian boy named Mowgli. Mowgli's been raised by wolves. He was an orphan, and the wolves realized at this point when he's just about six or eight years old, they can't handle this anymore, and he's not safe in the forest or the jungle and they need him to get back to the what? The man village. And all these years, when my boys are saying, let's watch Jungle Book, let's watch Jungle Book, I've thought, but never used it until today, I've thought this is a great extended metaphor or parable about the Christian life with us being Mowgli. And if you were trained in good Lutheran Christian education, you might remember that Luther helped us classify the enemies of our soul in three categories. Do you remember? Who are the big three enemies of your soul that you have to watch out for? The devil, the world, and our flesh. And it wasn't just Luther. It's lots of Christian teachers talk about it. And it's biblical. So in the movie, you've got Shere Khan, the tiger, right? The devil. You've got Louis the world, and you've got Ka, our lust, our sinful flesh, okay? So this movie is going to be our extended metaphor as we look at a Bible text from Second John, a letter that an apostle wrote near the end of his life. His heart is burdened with his care for people. And if you are a Christian, and you are, and you're a Christian leader in your family, and many of you are, or a Christian leader in the church, you know what that burden, that you want to see every soul safe. And a Christian can fall away, or be drug away, or run away from God. And the goal is to get to the heaven village, not the man village, but the heaven village, right? And there's all these enemies of our soul. Well, we're in a sermon series on the second and third letter of John, and in, 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 and in this letter, John is saying, don't follow deceivers. It's a very short letter, but he says, keep your head in the jungle of life. 
and whether you lived back then and we don't, or now and we do, life on earth is still a jungle. And I'm going to tell you that I worry, if you will, that we Americans forget that because we are way too affluent. And we think that the biggest enemy that we need to be careful of is those countries that have the that are coming apart at the seams and have people like ISIS or something else like that that would maybe come and destroy us as Americans, our bodies, right? And so we, we're glad we're safe. And we have the land of peace and prosperity in the United States of America. And we go to our jobs and we, have, we trust our police officers that they're not going to exploit us or go work for bribes. Or, and we, we go to our movies and we watch our TV shows and we're on our phone all the time looking at media there. And we feel like we're safe and we can just live out our lives in this affluent nation and this stress of living in the jungle seems like a a far away thing and every now and then it comes kind of close and we're shocked actually we are not safe there is a devil there are spiritual demons there are false teachers and there's your own sinful flesh and that's what the apostle john is saying you got to keep your head you've got to keep your head if you're 5 you're 8 you're 17, you're 27, you're 50, you're 85. You have to keep your head. Because at every stage in life, the devil, the world, and the flesh are after you. And you're not safe until you get where? To heaven. You can live your whole Christian life and crater to unbelief in the last five minutes. And you're lost forever. Mowgli did not want to learn that. He wanted to just kind of dance through life like there was no danger at all. And he had to learn it, didn't he? And John the Apostle, the old man in the faith, the last living apostle when he wrote this, he says, keep your head. So let's read it. We'll read it together out loud. It's going to end up on two slides or it's in your folder. So read it with me, okay? And this is love, that we walk in obedience to God's commands. As you have heard from the beginning of my teaching, His command is that you walk in love. I say this because many deceivers, how many? Many, who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh, have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Circle that, antichrist. Watch out, for the, you, watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. This is God, through his apostles, saying, There is a truth and an untruth. There are teachers that are teaching the true message of Christ, and there are people that are not. And you have to keep your head in the jungle, and you have to discern. Mowgli, you've got to grow up. 
and you need to always be keeping watch. God said it because he loves us. I couldn't help the many times I got to watch the Jungle Book to fall in love with that little skinny kid. And even though I know how the movie goes and ends, I love that little kid and want him to make it. And I don't like it that he's so dizzy that he doesn't pay attention. And I feel like I have a Bagheera heart. That, and we'll talk about that a little more about Bagheera. But that's what you want to take from when you read John's paragraphs here about right and wrong and Christ and antichrist, you want to realize that God would not speak this way, that he would tell you you have to discern and be careful if he did not love you. He is in love with you as much as you can fall in love with more than Mowgli. And he wants you to make it to the end. And that's why his word is out there to say keep your head. Watch out for false teachers. There will always be very eloquent, wayward leaders. I'm going to say that again. There will always be very eloquent, wayward leaders. We must watch out for what we're being led to believe or think or be taught. So in their day, the very eloquent leaders, there's no media there's no movies, there's no TV, there's no uh, YouTube, there's no all the other social medias you can... There's nobody Twittering. They just have human interaction, real people talking to real people. There's no screens. But they got people who are eloquent teachers saying, you want to talk about Jesus Christ? Let me tell you about Jesus Christ. He was a spiritual guru that taught us all to find the God within. He, ha- he understood the divinity that's come down to earth for all people. And he'll lead you in a spiritual divinity. And you can, these are teachers were saying this, the historians tell us. You can even do whatever you want to with your body. Sort of like a sophisticated ancient hippie philosophy, right? The Jesus bus where everybody lives in commune and is sexually free, but they're saying they all love Jesus, which isn't Jesus at all, right? They had all that, very eloquent leaders, and they were teaching in the name of Christ mysticism. And the message of Christ, which is, very carefully, listen to this, the main message of Christ is we are lost without Him as the Savior of our soul And we put our faith in him who lived perfectly and died in our place and rose again. So we can get to the what? The heaven village by his grace. And we have trust and faith that he's watching out over us. And he's already taken care of our need for forgiveness. And he's with us in his mercy. And we live in that grace until we get there. That's the message of the Christ. And that wasn't what they were teaching. These eloquent wrong teachers. And that's why in the middle of this reading, John says, anyone who does not say that Jesus, or says that Jesus did not come in the flesh to die for us, is what did he, I said circle it, what did he say they are? Antichrist. They are antichrist. Do you remember what the devil said to Eve when she was at that tree? When she said, God said you could eat from any tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or you'll die. What did the devil say? What did he say? 
You will not die. You can almost, because you're a Christian and you know that story well, you can almost feel the venom as he tries to take her out, and he does, for a moment anyway. So, he, the, the devil is a roaring lion. You know that verse? Some of you had to memorize it. First Peter, Peter wrote his letter late in life, chapter 5. What does he say? Be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, walks around like a what? Roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the what? Faith. You see, the devil hates God more than you can ever imagine. And he hates people made in the image of God. And in this epic struggle for centuries, in every individual's life, the devil is Shere Khan going through the forest. When you watch that movie, Shere Khan is like he's possessed with one little human that he can get. This little boy that's helpless. And so the, the, the arch rival of Mowgli is the, the big beast, the tiger, who wants his once Mowgli dead. And the devil is like that with you. He hates that you are a child of God or a human being made in the image of God, and he wants to destroy you. And mark God's word and my word. When you hear of someone who's committed suicide, the devil has been at work to destroy that human being. And he rejoices that he got one more person to take themselves out and mock God. Whether it's by going mentally crazy or in anger or in depression, the devil's at work trying to wipe people out. And everything back from that. He hates your soul and he wants you to believe the wrong thing about God and Jesus and life and your family and your friends and everybody. He is Shere Khan. Uh, the, new, the new Jungle Book that's only a few years old, it's kind of hard to watch because it's very, when, after we saw it as a family, we looked at each other and said, that was very dark, right? But I, one thing I love about that is it's more real. It's not so cartoonish, right? The guy in the middle, malicious deceiver you have to avoid, is the world, King Louie. Can't you just hear the songs if you watch these as a kid? Oh, you, I want to be like you. What did he want from Mowgli? The secret of what? Man's fire. Man's fire. He wanted to, to court Mowgli until maybe Mowgli could tell him the secret of fire so he could have control of people or whatever he wanted in the jungle by fire, right? The world could care less about your soul, whatever the world is. The world is anyone who just wants to get from you what they want, irrespective of what it does to your faith. The world will peddle any story on the big screen or the little screen if you'll pay for it. And they don't care what it does to your soul. The people that write music and skits and movies are... Also people, often, that are enjoying a worldly way of thinking and great popularity and wealth for a time at your expense. And I don't just mean your $12 at the movie house. I mean the expense of your understanding, 
the truth and your peace of mind and your faith. They want to they get from Mowgli your soul what they want, but that doesn't mean they have your best interest in mind. And you can watch little Mowgli getting like tempted back and forth when he's with the monkeys, right? And I know, I'm one of you. You're one of me. We get tempted back and forth by this society that we live in. They don't care two hoots. And it isn't always media. I'm kind of poking at that, but it's just people in the world that exploit us. You have to grow up, Mowgli. You got to watch out for your own soul. You got to think that through and filter through the exploitive methods of the world. Whether you're 7, 17, 27, 57, or 87. And the last character up here, a malicious deceiver, is Ka, the snake. Can't you just hear his song? I started because I was working on this, singing that around Mary this week, and she goes, I can't get it out of my head. Trust in me, trust in me. Right? As little Mowgli's starting to, ooh, yeah, this feels good. God, I got stuff going on in my head. This is awesome. And the snake goes around and more and more and more. The devil, the world, and what? Our own flesh. Your flesh. Your, since Adam and Eve fell into sin and you became, and I became their children, we have a sinful flesh that is very deceptive. You know why? Because it feels good. Back in the 70s, they coined a phrase, if it feels good, do it. Now that, how did that work out for people? Right? And you know what your sins of the flesh are. Whether they're your third or fourth cup of coffee or cigarettes, your alcohol or your pornography or your greed. We, we all have a flesh. And we all must live a disciplined life to keep our head in the jungle. And the world that would exploit you will exploit your temptations of the flesh because it feels so good. And the devil loves that because he's the mastermind to do what? Destroy Mowgli's soul. And false teachers will tell you at times, it's okay as long as you got the God thing in your head. You can do whatever you want to with your life. And so all over America, I don't know about the rest of the world, but we've got Christian teachers in many places who live a double life, right? They have, they're, 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 they've got a mistress or whatever, and they're, Jesus said, by their fruits you will know them, right? They, we learn to tolerate so much evil because of our flesh, and we're so familiar with it. And I'm not worried about those guys, I'm worried about us, I'm thinking about us. We sit here and we worship and we say God is good and God is great and I want to follow Him. And then between Sundays, in some or more areas, we let our flesh rule. We're in a battle. We're in a jungle. We're in a fight. We've got Ka saying, trust in me. If it feels good, do it. No. If it feels good, still evaluate it. How do you evaluate it? By the moral compass that Jesus gave us. He supported every one of the Ten Commandments. There's your start. That all have to do with loving God and loving people. I don't care how it feels. 
If it breaks the sixth commandment, it's dead wrong. If it destroys your body, it's wrong. And you've got to work through it and work at it. Mowgli wasn't really interested in that, was he? Here's the tricky part. This is the tricky part. It's not just three obvious enemies, but go to the next slide. Sometimes it's lovable old Baloo. Baloo was both good and bad for Mowgli. How? Baloo was not going to destroy him on purpose or exploit him for fire or eat him like Ka and bears do like to eat things that are flesh, right? But in the movie, Blue is his friend. But what's Blue's problem? He's not keeping his head in the jungle, right? And so sometimes he leads Mowgli into problems that would be life-threatening. And here's the tricky part. Sometimes the person you must be careful with is the one sitting right next to you right now in church. It's your wife or husband, your son or daughter, your pastor, your friend. You've got to keep your head. Because Blue sometimes was wrong, even though he was a friend. And what we tend to do as people, when we're acting like little Mowgli, is we tend to like learn to trust the person and we stop discerning. And so whatever they say, or it just kind of is okay because that's my trusted family member that said it. No. Every single thought, Mowgli, grow up. Keep your head. You need to keep your discernment and ask, is this right or not? Sometimes, because I've hit the other sins, it's the little gossip ring in a family where, now I'm going to like, it's going to sound self-serving, but just as an example, okay, it's like roasting the pastor after church on Sunday, right? One gets started, well, I you know, said this and said that, and he's always doing this and that, and then the other one jumps in, and, and we call it, in our family, we call it hating. Stop hating on so-and-so, right? We might say to each other. But we can lead each other into the wrong life and thinking, right? And to go do things we shouldn't. Blue has to be discerned. So every single thing you've got to keep your head about. Now go to the next slide. This week, oh, excuse me, not, this is not the slide I thought it was, but this is what I want. That's Bagheera. He's the guy taking care of Mowgli, who gets frustrated with Baloo, right? He's the guy speaking the voice of reason, acting like the conscience, the father, the pastor, the leader of the soul, while Mowgli's learning to grow up. And he's trying to safely get him to the man village, to heaven. Is Mowgli in the movie always happy with Bagheera? No, not always. Because he kind of puts a damper on some things that seem like they're fun at first. Have you had some Bagheeras in your life that you've been a little bit put out with, but you know now, sitting there in that pew, they, God sent them to save my soul, to protect me, to be there for me. Yeah, he's the hero, right? And at the very end of this little movie, this little story, Bagheera takes on Shere Khan to protect Mowgli's life. And he's willing to sacrifice himself 
and Mowgli's appreciation in order to save Mowgli's soul. So how do you know a Bagheera in your life? They don't care as much about how much you like them as they do about you getting where? To the heaven village. (laughs) And they know that sometimes you're not going to like them because of what they say. We're all a Bagheera to some people, but we all have Bagheeras. And I, here's my prayer, that sometime after this sermon, before next Sunday dawns, you'll find one of the Bagheeras in your life, and you'll say thank you. You'll say, you kept me from the deceptions of my soul, or the world, or the devil, and I just want to say thank you. Write a text, write a note, make a phone call, email, just somehow say thank you to some Bagheera, because God sent them to get you to the heaven village. Then be a Bagheera for those who are Mowgli's that are not yet grown up, whether they're 87 or 7 and anything in between. Be a Bagheera. Be a shepherd of people. Face your own selfishness that wants to be liked, which is the world. That's King Louis. And just do the right thing and help people not be deceived by the devil, the world, or their own flesh. And be a Bagheera and get in there. Now the next slide. On Friday, I got to be at the East Fork Mission. Some of you are smiling because you've been there. But many of you know our youth group goes there. This is in Arizona at the reservation. And off and on over the years, I've got to see this place. And there was a time in the last four or five years where the school itself in between summers was really getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And my heart just soared on Friday. Got to go to chapel 160 kids at their school. Not only that, but strong Christian pastors and teachers are now on the reservation again, leading them in strong teaching and preaching ministry. And I got to watch this man, a young adult who's a high school teacher, do an extended children's message. He's in the green shirt way at the front in front of 160 kids. And they're all very much involved. And he's teaching them the difference between bad teaching and good teaching. And they are lapping it up and interacting and laughing and being a part of it. And I thought while I'm preparing this for you, there's a Bagheera. And then I thought this. It's a mature thing for Mowgli to go to church. (laughs) Because Mowgli knows enough, if I can just get to the church house and hear God's word, then there'll be Bagheera's there that'll help me in my soul to stay safe and grow in faith. And get to where? The heaven village. So, go to the next slide. How do you, how do you in a simple way, help people filter and discern good from bad? in spiritual thinking and teaching and philosophy. Here's a simple way. And this is in the letter, by the way. Now, just think of that picture with Jesus and look at verse 9 in the middle of the text. Or just listen. John says, Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching of Christ has both the Father and the Son. 
A simple question you can ask yourself and even ask people that are trying to get a hold of your mind, whether it's through a classroom, media, or a friend or a family member. Just ask this question of your, in your heart or of them straight up. What do you think about Jesus Christ as a person? What's your thinking? What do you think he was and is? And what do you think was his main work? So what's the person and the work of Jesus? The person is, this is according to everything we read at the beginning, the person is, he is God become man to save us, right? And the work is, he never sinned and he innocently died and rose again to save us. So we could go to the heaven village. So he could be the center of our being. So we could live in peace and grace and hope of being in the heaven village. Person and work of Christ. John would say, in those false teachers say, well, he didn't come in the flesh to die for us, then stay away from them. Don't even let them in your house or go to their house. Keep your distance. as Don't let them have your heart. We're not talking about something so concrete as you have to make a rule that you can't darken the door of their house. But you get the main thing John is saying. You don't let people who do not believe that Christ came in the flesh and saved this world and he is the only God have real estate in your heart. Even if you're within the sound of their teaching, you don't let them have it. What does it do to the Christ? If it's just a thought or a philosophy or an idea that you're hearing and you're Mowgli trying to keep your head, ask yourself, what does that thought or that philosophy do to the person and the work of Christ? Does it make it not important? Does it make it not not, uh, real or true? Then that teaching, John would say, is from the Antichrist. It's from the devil, Shere Khan, and it's Antichrist. So the simple filter is, Keep your life and mind centered on Jesus Christ and his pure message and filter everything and every conversation and every intake you have, every movie series you watch or TV series, whatever it is, filter it through. What does it do to Christ? And stay away when it doesn't uphold Christ. Don't let it have real estate in your heart. One thing I really, really love about the Jungle Book is that it has a happy ending. He gets to the man village. I think it's a crime when movies don't end well. You give me all that time and then you just push me off the cliff and leave me with bad feelings and emotions. And so I oftentimes will just write my own ending and say, this is how it ended. But I don't have to do that with Jungle Book, right? He gets across that river and he walks into the man village. He makes it to heaven. That's one reason why I think the movie I love so much because it shows the genuine power and love of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That through what Christ has done and the word that the Holy Spirit has brought about Christ, that He is safely getting us to the heaven village. In Christ, we're going to make it. We've got to keep our head, don't we? But we're going to make it. God's in the business of getting people to heaven, not losing people to the Shere Khan, the devil, right? We're going to make it. So have hope, but keep your head. 
Amen.